Welcome to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process and hosted by a special education advocate. Your host has been attending IEP meetings for over a decade and has helped thousands of parents go from an IEP rookie to an IEP all-star. Be prepared to learn tips that will be a total game changer for you as a parent advocate and most importantly, your child's outcomes. Partnered with the award-winning Lock a Day in Our Shoes, you'll be confident, knowledgeable, and actually looking forward to your next IEP meeting. Don't IEP alone. Get ready. Here's your host from suburban Philadelphia, Lisa Leitner. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in. It is Lisa Leitner again with A Day in Our Shoes, Don't IEP Alone. Um, Thank you for listening and subscribing to this podcast. If you could please leave a review on whatever podcast directory you listen on, whether it be iTunes, Google Play, whatever, um, leave me a review. Or if you do listen to it on the blog, if you could leave a review on the Facebook page, because those are allowed now. Hopefully you can hear me. Of course, the minute I turned on the microphone, my dogs once again start to make noise. Uh, a couple of announcements. This will be the last podcast. It might be the last podcast of the calendar year. Um, I know that I'm definitely not doing any next week because it's the holiday week and, um, my kids don't have school and Kevin has, I think four different appointments and two are in center city, Philadelphia. One is in New York city and one is an overnight sleep study because I'm just that kind of fun mom. Um, but that's what our holiday break is going to entail. So I know that I won't have time to record any new episodes that week. And of course, then I won't have any new episodes to record the week after that. Because I usually schedule them about a week out. So, there, um, I would like to get in a couple of weeks in there in December before the holidays. I don't know that that's going to happen. I just I seem to have a lot of trouble with focus. And, um, sometimes I think I lack executive function skills because once I get out of a routine of doing something, I find it very difficult to restart, but I will try to get in and do a few before the end of the year, but definitely do not expect any, um, the last week of the year. You all hate me the last week of the year and everything tanks then page views and everything. So, um, that being said, I did just receive an email the other day from the the hosting service that I use for the podcast and they congratulated me on a hundred podcast episodes. So even if I'm not publishing new ones over the next couple of weeks during the holiday season, um, feel free to go back and take a look at the over 100 existing episodes. Um, surely there is something in there that you've missed. So this topic is one, what I wanted to talk about today is I, is, is a, a tangent issue related to IEP meetings. And sometimes I wonder, you know, if I hear a parent 
bring up an issue or say something to me, obviously I don't judge, jump right to, you know, oh, well, one parent said that this must be a trend and everybody's doing it. Um, I definitely try to sit back and listen for a while and determine like, is this really an issue? Is this common? Is it happening more than it should? Or is it really just a few random occurrences that, you know, are kind of in isolation and not necessarily something to worry about. And I'm not even sure with this issue that that these aren't random issues in isolation, but at the same time in November, and we're only in what the middle we're not, you know, middle to end of November, um I've heard about this from three different parents. So I'm thinking, you know, three parents in a month, like, I don't know, maybe that is a trend. Maybe more parents than I realize are doing this and I should speak to it. So I will, because I also, um, yeah, so I'm just going to speak to it. And that is the issue of parents calling for too many IEP meetings, or for lack of a better phrase, because I couldn't, I can't think of how I want to say it, is parents kind of using IEP meetings almost as like a weapon, or as a bargaining chip, or as leverage. And let me let me explain. I did a workshop, and this was the second time I had heard of, of a parent doing this, but I did a workshop last week or the week before um, at a local church. And of course, you know, people who come to my workshops are people who are having IEP concerns. If things are going great, you're not going to take time out of your busy schedule to come to a workshop. But anyway, she came and she said something in the course of our conversation of, well, I just called an IEP meeting every week until I got what I wanted. Or I'm just going to call an IEP meeting every week until they listen or something like that. Or just keep, you know, and I, it's come up a couple of times in the group. The We'll just keep calling IEP meetings. So let's back up a little bit. First of all, per IDEA, a parent can request an IEP meeting when they see, when they feel the need to convene the IEP team. I would suggest that you only convene the entire IEP team under a few pretty select circumstances. And that is, first of all, do you need to make changes to the IEP? And do those changes, like, there's such a thing as a no meat addendum. So if you're just doing something small, like increasing or decreasing the time of a support and service, um, you can do a no meat addendum if the team agrees that, you know, the entire team doesn't need to get together to discuss this. So if these are changes to the IEP that are significant enough that you really do need to get the whole team together, then yes, by all means, um, call an IEP meeting. And, and I give you very specific instructions. If you've taken my troubleshooting course, I give very specific instructions on how to troubleshoot your IEP and what to ask for, how to ask for it, how to ask for a meeting, how to ask for evals and all that. 
So that's one thing. The other thing is that if your IEP is not being followed, and I would add the caveat there that that it's not being followed by, you know, a number of people, not just one person. If you just have one teacher or, or one para, you know, who's not following the IEP, do you really need to bring together the whole team to discuss this? Or is that an issue that can be handled in writing? Which I, I think that in most cases it can be. So I would handle it in writing by discussing it with that person and their supervisor and so on until, you know, until there, that there's change. So I don't understand, like, I know that parents hate IEP meetings and I know that you guys put a lot of stock and um, value and significance into the IEP meeting and you all hate going to them. And you stress out about them and everything else. So I don't, first of all, understand why you would put yourself through that more frequently than you had to. But second, it tells me that you don't really understand the IEP process. Because there is a well-defined process to follow in IDEA. And... I have podcasts about the PWN and I have um, blog posts about the PWN and I have blog posts about procedural safeguards, which also, you know, goes into a lot about PWN. I have blog posts on doing everything in writing, you know, having your data, the whole, the whole package. Um, because in meetings, I find, you know, you can, you can gather together a group of people and inconvenience them and yourself. Um, you can do that on a weekly basis, but all you're really going to do is piss people off. And at a certain point, as my grandmother would say, you have to piss or get off the pot. And why would you keep having meetings if you're not getting anywhere? Honestly, after the second, if I received an IEP and PWN that I didn't agree with, I would ask for another meeting. But really, if after that meeting and that final copy of the IEP and PWN, um, you know, bringing them together a third or fourth or fifth time isn't going to change people's minds. They either believe that your child doesn't need whatever it is that you're requesting or that you don't have the data to support it. And keep keeping on meeting and discussing it isn't going to change that. And I don't... I get being kind of desperate and maybe feeling like you don't know what else to do. But um, like I said, it's just going to piss people off. I don't know. I don't know why... I would be pissed off if, if, if I had to keep going to meetings. Um, I know as a parent of a child who does not have an IEP and he's in obviously gen ed all day, every day, um, I get really frustrated at the amount of time his teachers spend in meetings during the school day and how often he has a sub as a result of meetings. Um, 
And I know that they may not all be IEP meetings, but some of them are. And, you know, I know that happens. And I know that um, that's just part of being in public school. But I give my fellow parents at my son's elementary school the benefit of the doubt in thinking that when the teacher is pulled out of the class for a meeting and when they have a sub for, because the teacher is in a meeting during the school day, you know, I'm going to assume that that meeting is necessary. And when I hear things like, well, I'm just going to keep calling a meeting every week until they listen or until, you know, I get my way, that's you know, you're hurting 25 other kids too. You're wasting the IEP team's time. You're wasting your time. And you are, um, like I said, you're hurting 25 other kids because those kids are getting sub, you know, if the, if the meeting's being held during school hours unnecessarily. So I can't say it enough to learn the process and engage in the process. I keep I, I know I, I know I sound like a broken record, and if you listen to the podcast, you're like, oh my God, she's saying it again. But having meetings over and over is not the way to get to your end goal. If your end goal is to, you know, change placement or um, increase supports and services or whatever it is, um, meeting once a week to just discuss it isn't going to get you there. It's not an effective advocacy strategy because, as I've said, the IEP meeting is really kind of the least important part of the process. What matters is what you have on paper. What matters is what the present levels say. So if you're being continually declined something by your IEP team, you need to, you know, read your procedural safeguards and use them. And that's a, and again, this was a couple of weeks ago and it was, this was one of three this month and, um, it kind of stuck with me because I said something about, well, you know, I started to give her the lecture about, well, you know, you're really kind of, that's not, is that really a good use of your time? Um, what does your PWN say? Blah, 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 blah. And when I mentioned, well, you really need to read and use your procedural safeguards. She said, oh yeah, I never read those. And that's really evident when you tell me, oh, I'm just calling an IEP meeting every week. So another one came up, um, was it yesterday in the group? It came up in any way, a, a, a parent posted that an issue with her child and it was basically one person, just one teacher in the school, not following the IEP. And she wanted to know what to do. And, you know, a couple people said, well, call an IEP meeting, call an IEP meeting. Well, you just, again, you don't really need to call an IEP meeting to discuss one person. You know, handle it with that one person. And if it doesn't get handled with them, you know, you go above to their supervisor and so on. But but holding an IEP meeting isn't, I don't know. I've just learned that there's so much need in, in the world or in our country with 
kids in special ed and IEPs, there's so much need out there. And there are so many kids whose needs are not being met. Um, and so few advocates to help them that I have just become a miser when it comes to my time and the most valuable use of my time. And that's really why I focus on the group and the blog and the podcast more than anything, because, um, yes, I still do some one-on-one advocacy, but if I do an IEP meeting with a parent, um, over the course of a month, that one child could, I could spend easily 50 to a hundred hours on one child between reviewing records and writing letters for them and doing research online and attending meetings and so on. And I feel like for that hundred hours or 25 hours a week, you know, that's so many podcasts and that's so many blog posts and that's so many, um, questions I can answer in the group and that I can just help literally hundreds or thousands of people in that same amount of time rather than just one. And I would rather teach that mom how to do it herself and help her do it herself rather than hold her hand through the process. Um, because again, I can just reach more people and, and, you know, and then there's my family too, because I can't do this all day, every day. I have a family too. Um, so I just think, you know, we all value our time and having meaningless, that was my point there. I know I went off on a tangent. Um, we all value our time. We all have jobs and families and kids. And I don't think that having meaningless repeated IEP meetings is a good use of your time. If nothing's changing, you know, fish or cup bait. If they're not giving you what you want after one or two IEP meetings, like what, what is going to be different in that third or fourth IEP meeting? What is going to change or be so different that you expect to achieve your end goal at this next meeting? Like they said no to me the first two times, but this time they're going to say yes, because right? What is, what is going to get you to yes? Is it really more IEP meetings? So that's all I have for today. I think, um, again, thanks for listening. Please leave me a review and I hope to get back on in December, but if I don't, you will see me in January. So if you don't hear from me before then, um, have a lovely and blessed holiday season, no matter what holiday you celebrate. Um, I know there are dozens upon dozens of various ethnic and religious holidays in November, December, and January. So celebrate, celebrate all of them. Why not? So have a great season if I don't talk to you. And hopefully you will like the Facebook page or the group. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Don't IEP Alone podcast. No parent should have to IEP alone. And with a day in our shoes, you don't have to. For more IEP assistance and letter templates, visit adayinourshoes.com. 
For ongoing assistance and support, follow our Facebook page and group. Wait.